Yeah, the first one was more of like a test run. This is actually, the public's actually going to see this. <laughs> I do love that open, though. You do? I, so, I, listen, I was like really... I just love how cheesy it is. It's so great. Yeah, I was thinking I want as cheesy as possible. That's <laughs> that's the amount of thought that I put into it. Cheese. Get ready to tag in and experience the world of professional wrestling like never before. Welcome to the Hot Tag Podcast with Billy and Sal. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of the Hot Tag Podcast with Billy and Sal. Well, technically number two, but the first one was not what we wanted it to be. Yeah, the first one was more of like a test run. This is actually, the public's actually going to see this. <laughs> I do love that open, though. You do? I, so, I, listen, I was like really... I just love how cheesy it is. It's so great. Yeah, I was thinking I want as cheesy as possible. That's <laughs> that's the amount of thought that I put into it. Cheese. I mean, who doesn't like cheese? I love cheese. Cheese is great on anything. You know, I think I've developed lactose intolerance in my uh, advanced age. Really? I only drink almond milk anyway because I have also a lactose intolerant. I will only, like with coffee, for instance, I'll only use creamer if I'm not using almond milk. Okay. Yeah, does that give you you less poops? Yeah, yeah. You could taste the difference, by the way. Somebody at Dunkin' Donuts messed up my coffee probably about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they put regular milk in there, and I didn't yeah. notice until I was already like on the road. And it, I mean, listen, I drank it, but it was not, wasn't quite as delish. Well, you haven't lived until you've shit on the side of the highway, my friend. Oh, I've never done that. I have. It's a long story. We'll talk about it another time. It is uh, Sunday, August thirteenth, and we've had a very exciting week of wrestling. I mean, a lot of developments, a lot of. Uh, jabs thrown around people are talking shit everywhere and we're gonna cover it all i love it when um even if it's like who the fuck knows if it's even like a real or kayfabe whatever it is you know what i mean but it's still fun yeah it's exciting I, listen i hope it's I just all scratched real. my face by the way i wasn't picking my nose on camera no it's okay i have i have my dog went to kiss me the other day with his teeth Nice. Yeah, it was fantastic. How's your day going so far? Is nice Sunday for you? Well, it was my kid's birthday party. That's why yeah. I'm red. We Happy pool birthday. party. Nice pool and, party. Um, approximately 30 minutes ago, they just got into a fist fight. So that was fun. At the party? No, no, the party was over. Um, they were playing with Legos. Oh, your kids? Something, yeah, my kids. Something happened. I don't know what. I, I wasn't wasn't paying attention to that but like there was some beef and i just seen my little guy go to do something to the big guy and the big guy just wowed him right in the face oh man i mean listen i don't care what anybody says five of I, I think we should be allowed to punch kids in the face unpopular opinion no, i'm just kidding was, was, <laughs> uh, but no that just was uh, that was while I was trying to get ready to come do this, by mind you, like trying to get this tripod figured out and, you know, all that. And then in the middle of all that is, you know, fist fight. So. Oh, so you were able to get out of the house just in the nick of time. I like that. Oh, well, you know, yeah, they went to they went to bed mm-hmm. or they were going into the bedroom. And as that was happening, I was coming out here. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I mean, last week when I went back inside, the kids were still up. So, yeah. 
we'll see what goes on tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my kids are up. My kids are upstairs. You know, they're uh, well. Your playing, kids are older. That's okay. They playing can, Fortnite. They could peruse around the house and like, oh well, yeah. they're old enough. My yeah. kids are usually little terrorists around this time of night. That's okay. You gotta love kids, man. I love kids. I have four kids. Uh, you have two kids, and um, you know, ten years ago, I never thought I would. Uh, well, longer than that. My oldest is fourteen. So I'm about to say you had kids since I've known you about ten years. Yeah, you've had at least three yeah. ever since then. I know, and I think the fourth was born right around when we first met. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know my kids very well. I know your kids well, and uh, yeah, kids you gotta love them. You know, I'm happy that I don't have to change diapers anymore, and. Uh, you know, that. once they start uh, eating like real human food, and uh, they're not in diapers not anymore, they become a lot easier. You know, I mean, I feel like yes, mm-hmm. but uh, a whole new host of problems come up. Oh, of course! Just wait till we have to pay for college. Just well, now um, I got that city money, brother. So yeah, uh, I might actually be able to do that. That's right. That's right. Um, well, I'm glad your Sunday was cool. I mean, I uh, I'll I'll send some aloe vera to your house. I'll door dash to you. You know, my um, mom has an aloe tree around here, so maybe I'll break a piece of that off and just you know, just rub yourself just all over the tree. Just rub yourself on the tree. Climb the tree and slide down butt naked. That's and what take I right all now. the branches with you on the way down. Um, oh, so, Jay Uso. Is he officially done with WWE? His contract is expiring this month, and I don't know. I mean, I don't see him leaving WWE, but money talks, right? Money talks. Ah, uh, there is no way he's leaving, in my opinion. Yeah, no shot. No shot. I, at all. I don't know. I don't know if I said this to you, but I said it to somebody. Might have been somebody at work. I don't remember. But um, we were because we, me and somebody were talking about you know uh, you read the dirt sheets and it's like there's people that want to hold this match off until WrestleMania, and yeah. because we're like what nine months away, it's that's yeah. kind of hard to do at the moment. Like you know you got especially mm-hmm. episodic television, where I said the only way that I could see that even being possible is if they do a thing where like he's just so messed up emotionally because of what happened that he just leaves, yeah, for a while and then comes back in the build up to WrestleMania. And, I mean, it looks like, you know, he, maybe they're not playing up that emotional aspect as much right now because he looked very pleased to be leaving. Yeah, he looked like he was going to negotiate. Right, right. But it looks like, you know, they're going that route of just keeping him off television probably until, I would say, maybe around the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series even. Yeah. And then you bring him back in the fold and you could start, you know, ramping up that program then. Yeah, I agree. I think I think this is definitely storyline motivated um you know they're i i i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i think he's made up his mind where he's gonna be i don't see him leaving wwe i mean i don't see him leaving his brothers and no no you know unless his brothers are like listen dude if aew offers you two or three more million go for it you know you have a family too that's um, another story, but the only thing I think about that is while he is very hot right now, I think it's still he's still always going to be looked at as like a, a twin. You know what I mean? In, in the sense yeah. of like, I can't see him being away from Jimmy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't see them splitting off like that unless I mean I don't know, but I, I 
and, and plus the the Unaway family is just so much part of like WWE. Yeah, I, uh, if any of the, like this, the Umaga son is probably going to be signed within a year. Like yeah. he wouldn't go anywhere. Like I can't think of another person as part of that family that's like if they're signed to a major company, they're going to be anywhere but WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I um, I one thing I about that family is they always will get an opportunity in WWE as far as succeeding or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Hundred percent. Listen, I I could even see them bringing in Rikishi for the storyline. You know, to kind of set his son straight. Uh, I I don't know, bro. I would kind of me. I would maybe try to stay away from that in the sense of like, what could he really bring to it that's not already there? Yeah, I would do. I mean, listen, <clears throat> I'm no Triple H, but if you bring Rikishi in on a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown. And have him get in the middle of his sons during an argument and have, you know, Jimmy go to super kick Jay and he moves and he hits his father. You open up a whole new element to the ball game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's not something I would do. Is it needed? No. Right, I don't think they need I would say the way to bring Rikishi in would be down the line when they're trying to run their reunion angle. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. When that happens... Then I would maybe bring the father in to be like the mediator, like, "Hey guys, we're a family here. What are we doing?" Yeah, but I feel that's then, where they're headed. Well, they're eventually going to get. Yeah. They are a hundred percent going to come back together at some point. It's they always have. They're family. They're brothers. They, yeah. they will eventually. Um, but I am interested to see what a, a Jay Uso singles run looks like. Or yeah, or a, a Jimmy Uso singles run. That that intrigues me too because we oh, haven't yes. really seen him to you know singles too much. No, we've never really. And uh, I'm interested, hopefully, you know what I kind of want to see? I kind of want to see him beat, it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about a little bit, but I kind of want to see him beat Ray for the U.S. title and let him hold that for a few months. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. that could be something, you know, like Jay sees, you know, like, it, you know, this guy like succeeding, maybe like it starts to piss him off because his brother turns, you know what I mean? Something like that, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. But I would like, you know, I, I'm very interested in a Jimmy Singles run also. But Jay has been, ever since, what was it, three years ago now when they mm-hmm. first worked with Roman? Yeah. Like, you've seen signs that he could go singles. And I'm, I have no doubt Jimmy could too, but you never haven't seen it yet because whenever he's been on TV, they've been together. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the brothers together. And um, this also leads into um, another topic that we're going to be t- talk a little bit about you know a little later in the show you know Kurt Angle had a lot to say about this um, about the brothers splitting up and um, I don't want to get into too much detail now but I definitely um, you know people are casting judgment on the storyline now I think now is the time that it's been going on for three years and I'm intrigued to see how they go uh, over the next six months to a year but I, you know, I don't know if they're running out of options. I don't know if they're running out of ideas. So they are definitely. I mean, I think they got to start winding it down. Um, yeah, I could even be. I would even be okay with this Jimmy and Jay program. Kind of like obviously it's still bloodline oriented, but not mm-hmm. necessarily part of the bloodline. Like I think you've kind of done the bloodline thing. It's over. You yeah. know what I mean? There's you know Jimmy just did on SmackDown where he's not with Roman at least yet. You know who knows how they're going to work that, but. You know, who again, I it also feel like they're eventually going to a Roman solo thing, so who knows? Yeah, 
Yeah, um, yeah. But I think they need to start winding down that whole bloodline faction warfare thing a little bit and start really going into the territory. All right, like we got to take this belt off Roman and figure out who and where and when that happens. Obviously, yeah. I think the most obvious choice is Cody at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. And I think, listen, they've held it off three years now. You might as well just hold it off another six, seven months, whatever it is to Mania. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? There's, there's, you know, there is guys for him to work with. Um, AJ Styles, I don't think, has worked with Roman yet in, in this incarnation. Yeah, yeah. So you have that, you know. We'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, um, this storyline, I've always been a fan of it, and I always, I understand the patience. You know, Triple H always says they're making steaks, not hamburgers. So I get it. I understand it. But uh, it's definitely, it's definitely starting to get criticized more and more now. Um, I mean, listen, it, it's it's because it's been going on so long. And, again, you're starting to look at it like, all right, who's left for them to work with? And the, there is nobody. They've beaten everybody. Roman Reigns has beaten everybody. So yeah. now that, that's where... You know, like, all right, so there's a couple guys that he hasn't worked with yet, like Lash. I don't think he's worked with Lashley yet in this run, so that would be fun. But are, are they heels now? I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on with them. You know, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, hopefully they start to iron stuff out. Um, I, you uh, know, I think they do. I think they have a plan. Obviously, we're not privy to that plan. But course. I definitely think there's obviously a plan. And, and I think it'll be, I, you know what, they've built up enough goodwill over the last three years with this, everything they've done storyline-wise, mm-hmm. where I think, I think you know, everybody likes to joke around, like, oh, wait and see how it plays out. But I think this is something we should actually just wait and see how it plays out, because they've done really well over the years, the last few years with this. Roman, Roman is the hottest guy in any company there is right now. I don't want to hear it. He is the top dog of professional wrestling and he has been for the last couple of years and everybody that works with him is better off after they're done work with him. 100%. You can't um, name me one guy that's worse off. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to hear like, oh, Sammy's uh, ain't main event at WrestleMania. You know, be yeah. off of the back of the program that he had with the Bloodline. Yeah. Same yeah. with Kevin Owens. You know what I mean? Kevin Owens re- uh, main event at WrestleMania twice. Back to back. Two years in a row. Cody Rhodes, listen, I, I you know, I, we could argue, we debate back and forth. I would, I don't think it would have been the worst thing to put the belt on him at WrestleMania, but here, the, but he just came off of a really good program with Brock Lesnar, where and he and he came out on the other end of that looking better than ever. So yeah, well, we'll see how it unfolds. Um, but in other wrestling news, this is actually something that I'm very excited to talk about because. Yeah. I really, I really liked what he said. I'm a huge promo guy, and yeah, yeah, of course. you know the promo that CM Punk dropped on Collision, and I'm gonna read it verbatim here. Um, he said, CM Punk said, earlier today I went to a local supermarket and I figured out why they call him Hangman. It's because the pegs in the toy aisle are full of Hangman action figures because nobody yeah. wants to buy them. He's a peg warmer, unlike me, who moves merchandise and pops ratings and sells toys. I (laughs) love it. I love it. I hope 
it was real. I hope it was from the bottom of his heart because the when these two guys go at it, it's going to be great because we all know, especially those of us that have been in the wrestling business and have been in positions to, you know, build stories and, you know, do character development, the best wrestling programs are the ones that have that realism to it. So I hope he meant this from the bottom of his soul. I think it's hilarious. First of all, when he said peg warmer, I thought he was going in a different direction. I, yeah, I, every, I think everybody did. So <laughs> I thought he was going to say Hangman Page gets pegged. That's and, uh, I, I promise. Listen, listen. That's what he's into. That's what he's into. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I thought that's we're not. Where who, who are we to judge? Right, but no, sir. I thought that's where he was going with that. I was yeah. just thinking that's that's like a bold thing to like make fun of somebody about. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I uh, I am very listen. I think this program has to happen. Um, I think it would be foolish of all parties. Listen, you could look at Punk, and I think we're going to talk about it later. Overall, like the the six man thing that we have cooking, mm-hmm. but I think Punk and FTR are they by all accounts they are more than willing to do this. Yeah, it looks like there's more hesitation on the other side. Which listen, it is what it is. Um, I think if you and listen at the end of the day, I can understand why the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman might not want to work with him. He said some. You know, he said some, um, you know, not nice things about them, Mm -hmm. um, to say the least. Uh, Made fun of how they run the company and all that stuff. And, like, I could get why they would be a little peeved and, like, you know what? Screw that guy. I don't want to work with him. Yeah. However, I I think it would benefit the company over. Let's let's be honest. AEW, they sold out 80,000 tickets of good on them and that's yeah but as far as the program watching the program itself it seems like there's not a spark right now yeah it's, it's not hasn't been bad and you know but i can't say there's anything memorable happening in the sense of like there's no spark it seems like you know like for instance i'll just go back to the bloodlines bloodline was a spark and because of that spark it seemed like it made everything around it better and AEW has had that i thought when uh hangman was working with omega what was it, three three years ago almost now whatever it was I thought that was like this, and everything around it seemed to be better. Yeah, there really is not that spark on the television show right now, and I think that would do it. I think that would bring a much needed spark to the television show. Yeah, with those three, and and I think it, you listen. You just sold out eighty thousand tickets for Wembley on just the the making it a big happening, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, right? Like it's just something you gotta be at. That's what yeah. that was sold on. They sold out 80,000 tickets without having matches announced. That is yeah. huge. And that's because people know, like, this is a big deal, and I want to go be a part of this. Like a, mm-hmm. a Woodstock kind of idea. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But if you put those three on, like, you could sell out any probably building in, a, in the, the, uh, the United States on the backs of that program. Because yeah. if you look at Dynamite or Collision, they're not selling out the arenas. They're not, not by, not at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw a report. I don't know how true it is, so I'm gonna, you know, this is pure speculation on on you know Hot Tag Podcast's behalf. But I saw a graphic where they, you know, tarped off a lot of the arena. You know, and they pushed everybody towards the way the hard cam is, and that's okay. That happens. Um, you know what? That it happens. happens to everybody. WWE's been there. Yeah, you ha- you have to do it at some because you know what? You have to tarp things off. You put people in a certain area when. 
maybe the building isn't as full as you wanted yeah, or expected. you want it to look yeah. good on camera of course right. everybody goes through that right so like that's not even new but it's just unfortunate because you, if you remember they were selling out like hotcakes when they first came around because again mm-hmm. it was a new thing and everybody's like i gotta go be a part of this yeah i think that's right now what they're missing and i hope they get it i like aw a lot i enjoy yeah, it too. from the inception it's it's was regularly my favorite wrestling program dynamite regularly like you know I'd, so i would like to see it get to that again but like i don't feel like you know when i'm at you know when i'm at work for instance you know and it's that I'm working two to ten, you know, I'm not like coming home and be like, I got to draw on dynamite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like excited to do it. I do it because I'm a fan of wrestling and I want to watch it. But there isn't that excitement. Like, yo, what happened tonight? Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Twitter, I wouldn't know half of the things that happened. So <laughs> thank you. Elon Musk. Well, it's not called Twitter anymore. Now it's called X. So, yeah. What is that? Uh, I think he named it after his kid. His son. I think his son's name is X. Um, That's not real. I can't wait for him to fight Mark Zuckerberg. I can't wait for that to happen. Is that going to actually happen? <laughs> I think so. I think it's going to... Who do you sh- think wins? Who do you think wins? I think Zuckerberg knocks him out. I'm first going Musk. Round. I'm, I'm going, going Zuck- Musk. He has reach. I'm going Zuck first round TKO. Whoa. I'm going Elon Musk second round triangle choke. Okay. Triangle choke. Um, speaking of choke, this is a perfect segue... I want to talk about this guy, Bray Wyatt, because according to Fightful Select, Bray Wyatt was suffering from a life and career threatening illness, and there are currently plans in place for if he's able to get cleared. So I guess they're trying to clear him now. He hasn't been able to get cleared. There's been speculation all over the place to what happened to him. Did he have a mental breakdown? Was he battling depression again? You know, I saw a report that, you know, even as far of a stretch that he had COVID and it affected, like, the muscles of his, like, the the interior lining of his heart. That's scary. I don't care what happened to the guy, right? First and foremost, you know, I wish him a speedy and full recovery and whatever he's dealing with, whether it's illness, whether it's mental illness, because we, you know, all know people like that. Um, I wish him the absolute best of luck in anything he's battling. Um, and I hope he gets cleared. But I I guess my question to you, Sal, is if he comes back, right? Let's say he shows up at the next pay-per-view. Okay. Do you think he's going to get the same reaction he got a couple of months ago? Or do you think this, him stepping away again, you know, albeit... Um, not really his fault this time if it is an illness that made him step away because he's not able to get cleared. But, you know, I just think this guy's career is plagued with things that only hurt his character instead of helping his character long term. What, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think so. Here's the thing. I think because the last thing we've seen of him yeah. wasn't the most inspiring Mm-hmm. I think it would be a little cold coming back, um, yeah. and I could be wrong. You know, he, you know what? I, I take that back. You know, the entrance is going to get a pop. Uh, yeah, I Always. think so too. Although I didn't Always. like his new entrance, I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked the door thing, but I liked it in the but, first, like the first but, time. You know, but right. but it's the whole the lights go out. All that. it's going to yeah. get a reaction, and it's, it's the him, hoopla. right? So it's going to get a reaction. Like you know, once you hear the, the that toll or whatever, the bell toll, that whatever happens, it'll mm-hmm. get a reaction. 
Yeah. My thing is once he's actually involved with somebody, what does that look like? Because to me, I was I could have cared less about that thing he was about to do with Bobby Lashley. Me neither. Me or Brock like, Lesnar, for that matter. Oh yeah, I mean, I couldn't have cared less about either of those programs. Yeah. Um. He came. Listen. He came in with a. Uh, I think they waited way too long, and it, and they got a little wonky with the Uncle Howdy stuff. Yeah. It seemed like every week it was just prolonged, and it, it, it didn't get to the point quick enough to me. And when it finally did, it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, um, 100%. But I, I think, Ray, I agree with you 100%. It seems like his career has been played with bad booking and bad timing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, whether it's them just seemingly dropped. Listen, he was a cult leader that always lost. Yeah. Uh, how could you be leading a group of guys... When you're not coming in on your end, right? It's leading everybody to uh, to the uh, to the losers table. <laughs> I was about to say, leading everybody to the losers section. Yeah, but and that you know, listen, and, and then they kind of repackaged them a little bit, mm-hmm. shined them up a little bit, and threw them to the Undertaker, and he lost within less than ten minutes in a match that was like, eh. mind you, again, I'm pretty sure I read, I remember during the day he hurt himself, so yeah. it happens. And then the next year he was involved with a in a promo with The Rock where his buddy lost in ten seconds. Yeah, you know, you know, just this guy is. I, I feel bad for him, but again, characters like that too. Though there's only so far you could take them. Yeah, hundred percent. They just they, they have legs like that, right? That's why the Undertaker kept evolving, kept yeah. changing it up a little bit, and mm-hmm. he also had the benefit of at the time where like he was very just stoic. He wasn't. There wasn't this much content being pumped out, so he could show up once every three weeks on a, an hour-long program, and it was all good. Yeah. And then you just feed him somebody at the pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, and then you know, obviously, as they started ramping up their program, he started evolving more and stuff like that. And, and his character turnaround was a little more frequent than in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Whereas with you know, there's only so much you could do with a character like Bray Wyatt, and because he's somewhat limited in the ring. It's like all character, and then you get into the the ring, and it's like, eh. Yeah, his matches have definitely not blown me away. Character, character, yes. Name, character, yeah, I yes. Gotta, I gotta, you know, we're gonna do some hot tag trivia at the end, so I got a, an, uh, a subjective trivia question for you. Okay. Give me one person that mm-hmm. came out better for feuding with Bray Wyatt. No one. In my opinion, no one. I mean, okay, maybe... I can't even say L.A. Knight because he worked with so many people after that. Nobody. I He heard Seth Rollins. Remember the whole Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell thing? I know we spoke about this before. You know, it it, it ruined Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had to completely pivot to a whole new character. It hurt him so yeah. bad. He had to turn heel the next week and basically yeah. start going off completely different than everything. He's, which, even you know, Seth what, Rollins, he did an interview. He's been great over the last however long. Yeah. But even yeah. Seth Rollins did an interview, and he said it. He said, you know, he thought it was really goofy for him to, like, he hit him with everything, even the toolbox. He even hit him with a giant big, mallet. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a circus, like literally like a, a circus thing. The character and was I, the character is yeah. fantastic. Bray Wyatt's character was fantastic. I really enjoyed The Fiend. I okay. think they could have booked him ten times better. I hope Triple H books the Fiend or Bray Wyatt, whoever he comes back as, ten times better. And I hope they sit Bray Wyatt down and say, listen, 
you have some really great ideas, but let me I, I think I don't know I could be wrong here, but I think Bray Wyatt has a lot of input put into his creative now. I think that was like a situation that he had for coming back. Like I think he wanted like some creative control and Triple H was like, Okay, we'll give you some creative control and that's how they signed him again. Because listen, that white rabbit stuff, that white rabbit stuff was probably the most compelling thing that I've dealt with in wrestling in ten years. Maybe even And you know what? That was the only interesting part of his whole return was completely went downhill right after. A hundred percent. And again I think I don't know if they gave him creative control, but I think they definitely gave him some freedom to work with his character. Obviously, they're going to tell him who he's working with and who he's going over on, or vice versa, whoever's going over on, whatever. That, that obviously, that nothing to do with him. But as far as the character presentation, I think he definitely has a lot. Listen, you can't do that and not have some input, like because there's obvious, like there's there's a lot of creativity there. Yeah. You could argue whether it's good or bad. That's you know for an argument for another day. But there is a lot of creative input there mm-hmm. my thing with him has always been diminished returns so to speak right i yeah. love the fiend character same as you i i thought the firefly funhouse stuff was fantastic I, mm-hmm. and i think me and you both have like a, a natural we like that stuff we yeah. like the horror stuff right but i also don't think the fiend should have been a regular character i think the yeah. fiend should have been treated kind of how the demon is treated with finn balor come yeah. out once in a while when you really need it and you're really trying to mess with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dig down but, deep and find that demon within. Right. But the problem with The Fiend is because you, you're bringing it out every day or whatever it might be, every week, it's like now you get desensitized to it. It doesn't have that same impact. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that same, oh, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. The entrance was, again, listen, Bray Wyatt knows how to do a cool entrance. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But again, same thing as everything else. It's the entrance. And then after that, it's kind of like, yeah yeah 100 percent. i 100 percent agree with you and i hope that he's again healthy and i hope he comes back 100%. i just hope they don't give us the same old uncle howdy crap because when i when uncle howdy jumped off of the top of that truss scaffolding thing i oh, was terrible. i was done i was like yeah mm-hmm. i'm not doing this anymore i'm done and yeah, didn't really. Well, uh, like the, I think the last time we seen Uncle Howdy, he was getting destroyed by Bobby Lashley. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope that that was the end of that. And listen, I'm not a. I think it was supposed to be like what his brother under that, right? Bo Dallas, Bo which Dallas, cool, yeah. awesome. I would like to see his brother involved with him because I think Bray Wyatt works best when he has a group around him. Mm-hmm. However, don't do that. Do something yeah. else. Figure figure out something else and put listen, put guys around him. Put Bo Dallas. You have to put Liv Morgan around. You know, find some guys and maybe Joe Gacy, bring him in. Yeah. Put some guys around him. I love Joe Gacy. So do I. I think Bray Wyatt works the best when he has guys around him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's the route they go. We'll see. I had the opportunity to wrestle Joe Gacy um, in uh, NYWC. And Joe Gacy, I was very green and I was very new. And Joe Gacy was probably one of the nicest guys I ever wrestled. He let me get all my shit in, and um, I came out looking, like, great from that match. He let me get in a lot of offense, and he probably didn't need to because he was been there for many, many years. So it's just hats, you know, uh, tip my hat to Joe Gacy. I really like him. Um, shout out to Joe Gacy. Yeah, he's shout out to nice Joe to Gacy. Yeah, always he's a great nice guy. Great guy. I love the Long Island guys. Um <laughs> 
All right, let's uh, pivot here, okay? Something else that happened in the news this week that was I thought was pretty fun. Um, because who doesn't like a little uh, friendly banter? But these two guys um, got into a little Twitter war. Not even I wouldn't even say it was a Twitter war. They got into like a little Twitter thing on uh, X, whatever you call it. I, I this is confusing now. It's still Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter to me. Damn it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this is what Kurt Angle said on Twitter. He said, the storyline is great, talking about the Bloodline storyline. I love it. But I think Paul Heyman was full of shit. I think they're in the eighth inning, and they're stressed. They're making shit up now. That's what I believe. Paul Heyman, I know him, and I know that he's probably going crazy right now. What do we do next? That's what Paul Heyman's thinking. And then Paul Heyman answers on Twitter. And says, no matter what inning we're in, at least we're not looking for exposure through the next old-timers day. And just for the record, I typed this tweet with a broken freaking fingernail, making fun of, of course, the iconic catchphrase of Kurt Angle, broken freaking neck. Um, So I love when guys – this happens to guys like this because – You know, it's just I I respect Kurt Angle so much for all the things he's done in this business. And you have obviously a guy that can put together a tremendous match. Kurt Angle can put together a tremendous match. Even in his days of Ring of Honor where, you know, he was there for a short period of time. But Ring of Honor is more, I, I believe, I could be wrong, but where, you know, you have to put together your matches more so than in WWE where you have agents walking around telling you how they want the match to go. He, well, he put, uh, hold on. Kurt Angle was never in Ring of Honor. I think he wrestled knowledge. once, no? Once or twice in Ring of Honor. To my knowledge, I don't think he was ever in Ring of Honor. Okay, I'm going to Google this. I think... Yeah, Google that. I'm going to Google this because I think he was in Ring of Honor. I think he wrestled... Who am I Who am I thinking of? Not either Cody Rhodes, not Cody Rhodes. Um, who's the other guy with Cody. the gold it scarf? Ring of Honor. It was like it. It was like AIW or something like that, or something of that nature. I'm going to Google it. Or I could be wrestling it. I think he wrestled Cody at big time wrestling. Maybe, anyway, it was, yeah, yeah. maybe it was big time. Either way, Kirk could put together a great match. Paul Heyman, we know, can put together a great storyline. So you have two guys with great minds going at it, saying that one guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and the other guy's telling him to shut his mouth. And, you know, so I really enjoyed this little spat on Twitter. Well, here's my thing, right? First of all, I agree with the uh, the point of what Kurt Angle was making in the sense. I, when I read that Paul Heyman said they were in the third inning, I was like, there's no way. You're getting in the later innings of this thing. Like, it, it has to be. There's no way, you, you know what I mean? Um, but second of all, what, what is Paul Heyman? Like, let's say, like, there is actual some beef there now, right? Like, hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking. I know there yeah. isn't, and it's all fun and games. But let's say, let's say that there is some beef there. Yeah. Kurt Angle would tie up Paul Heyman into a pretzel within mm. a matter of a second. Yeah. And there will be nothing that anybody could do to stop it. Who's going to stop? Maybe Brock Lesnar. Yeah, even yeah. in Kurt Angle's advanced age, and with a you know bad neck and all that stuff, he would take down ninety eight percent of that roster without an issue yeah. if they stepped to him. Paul Heyman, to go bad listen, Paul Heyman's great at it. He could, you know, Paul Heyman's Paul Heyman, right? But yeah. He's one of the goats. So yes, he could spew it with the best of them. But I mean, if that wasn't like in fun and games, and they're trying to like, what are you doing? Yeah, this guy can murder you. Just by like 
staring at you. He's yeah, an Olympic yeah, yeah, medalist. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, that's legit. That ain't who won wrestling. the gold medal with a broken freaking neck, not yeah. a broken freaking fingernail, Paul. Right, e. right. And it's not hyperbole. Like he actually did that in real life. <clears throat> he would murder this guy. Yeah, just by like poking him. Like, yeah, go down, and he's done. So yeah. I don't know what Paul Heyman's thinking. I, I, but I, in, in terms of the tweets, I happen to agree with Kurt. In my opinion, I don't, I don't think uh, it's not inverting. If we're doing baseball analogies, I'm, I'm thinking seventh inning stretch work. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, we're, we're, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Right. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I love them both, and I hope they both me too. on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, for as long as they both live, because they're just both passionate people for wrestling, and then they both have great minds. Um, the All in London, August twenty seventh. Let's talk ticket sales because eighty thousand seats. Jesus. Christ. All right. So is it up to eighty thousand? Yeah. And last I checked, it was it was uh, it was more than eighty now. From what I last I checked. Yeah. So um, they definitely surpassed um, SummerSlam, right? That was held there. Uh, yeah, 100%, because they're getting close to WrestleMania 3 shit. Yeah, so SummerSlam in 1992 um, sold or had 79,127 fans in attendance, and it was headlined, just for the the people that like trivia out there. Excellent, by the way. It was headlined by Bret the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog for the Intercontinental Championship, and... Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior for the WWF Championship. That was a good listen. Everybody shits on the Ultimate Warrior and his wrestling skills, and like, listen, rightfully so, right? He wasn't great. That was a good match. Yeah, that was a good match. And I don't, I don't, the card is out now, the All In card. It doesn't even scream 80,000 fans to me. Am I wrong here, Sal? Please enlighten me. Um,. I would happen to, well, yeah, I like if I look at the card on paper, I'm not like crazy about it, right? I'm not looking at it like, oh my god, that's gonna be. I need to watch that. But again, the draw for this show is the spectacle of filling eighty thousand seats. Yeah. Right. So, and it's listen. What's weird too about this, and I, and I think they made a mistake in my opinion. But again, who the hell am I, right? Yeah. But they're, they're like WrestleMania, so to speak, right? Yeah. It's the following week. Yeah. So, and now you're gonna you're gonna ask people to pay whatever they're asking to pay fifty dollars, fifty bucks, or whatever it is, two weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. And listen, people will a hundred percent. But now you also got to use TV to build. It's gonna get confusing. Like I don't know what's on what card. Yeah. I don't even think they've announced the card for. They might not have even announced the match yet for the other one. Yeah. You know, so it's like to me, it's like now they—it's it's just weird. But yeah, I mean, there is like the FTR Young Bucks thing. I think is going to be tremendous. I am looking forward to that. I think that too. Be, I think that's a great um, match. It's going to be a 100%. great match. I think Adam Cole and MJF will be good. Yeah, um, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they got on that show? I know there was other stuff. Now, what else is announced for you? Do you have that on hand right now? I don't, but I can look it up for you in a jiffy. Let's see. I think they're doing like a fatal four-way women's match, which to me, I mean, uh, I think the women's division there, unfortunately, is so cold as far as uh, people like, you know, that are, it's just not interesting to me right now. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, so what do we got? We got uh, yeah, MJF versus Adam Cole. Uh, we have good. FTR Young Bucks. Um, that'll be really good. We got uh, the Fatal Four Way uh, Women's uh, Tag uh, Women's Championship. Right. Um, Darby Allen and Sting versus AR Fox and Swerve Strickland in a coffin I mean, match. That'll be cool because it's Sting and I love Sting. Yeah, and, and I'm sure I they'll like give him a Swerve grand a entrance. I like Swerve a lot. I like Swerve too. Really nice. Darby's guy. cool too. So yeah. that I'm, you know, well, I, am I going to lie to you and say that I'm like super into this? No. Yeah. But I, I am. I think it'll be fun. And then you got you got MJF and Adam Cole wrestling on the pre-show against Aussie Open for the tag team championships, and this the is Ring actually, of Honor tag titles, right? This is for the yes, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, and this is actually a perfect segue um, to get into these two guys because I think. First of all, MJF is gold. No matter if you love him, no matter if you hate him, I know a lot of people are jealous of him because he's young, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to make it this far. Me and you, right, me and you personally, were on match cards with, with this guy, and... I never in a million years would have th- would have thought that he would have climbed so fast, right? So had a great look back then, has a great look now. Great personality back then, great personality now. He climbed to the top really, really fast. Um, and he deserves every minute of it, I think. He's great on the stick. His matches are not bad. His matches are great. I think his matches are really good. Yeah, And I always thought great. that was like if there was going to be like um – like, because his personality is just so out there. Like, not out there, like, in terms of weird. I mean, like, he's just, like, that's what is presented as who MGF is. That his wrestling almost takes, like, a back seat sometimes. Yeah. And and then, but he's constantly putting on these good matches. I, listen, I always liked him. I remember, like, you said, you, you said like, you know, we've we, you know, been on shows with him when he was younger. We were all pretty young in this thing. Yeah, and, we're talking 10 plus years ago. Right. Oh my! Like eight, seven, or eight. But regardless, yeah. he yeah, okay. was he back then. I, I assumed like, all right, did I did like you said? Did I think it would be this fast? Probably mm-hmm. not. Like, how could you predict that? But I always thought that he would, out of everybody, we like like the the Verners and him of the world would make it for almost anybody else, just because of the presentation is more what I think is for TV, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They had they had the TV look. Like MJF is a TV character, and yes. he was so good at getting heat. That I remember, if you ever get a chance, look up this promo. I remember back when uh, I was with Five Borough Wrestling, he was there. Obviously, he was feuding with Papa Don. <laughs> okay, and he cut a promo, like basically at like a park, and he said something. Oh, it was like a like, little kitty ride, and he said something about like he was making fun of Papa Don's age, like you know. The last time I was on one of these was uh, around, like, so I think it was, like, making fun of, like, when he started or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just such a, like, a flawless delivery, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's like, how could you not expect somebody like that to really move up? Again, how, I think he got really fortunate, obviously, as a lot of guys with the AEW, because that was, like, a perfect place for him. Yeah, yeah, it was a great place for him. Right, because if not, he would have went to NXT, and you know how they are. He's he's not the tallest guy in the world, so you know sometimes maybe that would have hurt him eventually. But I yeah. think, like, let's say he was to go to WWE now, 
they can't hold him back because of everything he's no. already done on national television. No, they can't. They, he's a guy that he can't go to NXT from AEW. He, they, no, they're going to have to. He's, he's a Royal Rumble guy. entrant. Right. He's not an even. Even if he, he like he could put on those banger matches that NXT you know of years past was known for. Yeah. But he's somebody that's ready made for Raw SmackDown. He's a character. Yeah. He's a personality. Yeah. He's again. He will put on some dope ass matches. He's done mm-hmm. it this whole time. Yeah, yeah. But, I really, I really like him. I, I really like him a lot, so I. and I really like Adam Cole. Adam Cole's another guy. Listen, Adam Cole had, and he still has, probably one of the most, you know, sought after entrances. Every single time he would come out and do the boom thing, everybody would get off their seat and do it with him. Again, if they booed him or they cheered him, they all... Because that's what wrestling is. Fans want to be a part of the show. He made them a part of the show, especially with the Adam Cole Bebe. His yeah. matches are fantastic. 100%. Um, you know, I don't know why WWE let this guy go. Well, I think he chose to. I think they wanted him to stay. But the yeah. rumor mill is that they wanted Vince McMahon seeing him in a different light. And I, based on what that rumor is, I can't say I blame him because he's just really good. Like, you yeah. know, I can see him being a great manager 15 years from now when he's not wrestling anymore, or however long that might be. Yeah. But this guy is my age. I think he's 33 or 32. You he's know, and good. he was like, so he's young, especially yeah. for like the main event scene. Mm-hmm. He's a young guy. Yeah. He's got time left. I am very interested. This match is going to, I think the match is going to be awesome. I think if the tag match with FDR and Buck, the Bucks don't steal the show, this will. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Listen, I think I'm a little confused by this whole thing, and I, I don't get like it. the tag title match in the pre-show. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so they have Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole for the ROH tag titles, which I'm not I get it. About that. They they have to defend the titles, right? And then they had the whole angle with you know MJF telling Adam Cole, and I'll, I'll put the graphic on the screen because they're going to be in the main event of All In. But I guess MJF, you know, told Adam Cole, listen. You know, you deserve a title match. I promised you a title match. We're great friends. We're best friends. Yada yada yada. So I'm gonna give you a title match. Listen, I, this has turned all over it. I smell. And listen, if, unless these guys put on a classic, um, where you know they both get up and they shake each other's hand at the end of the match and they walk away, I doubt it. This is, I guess, like a, a great opportunity for maybe that to happen and then have Adam Cole do kind of. Something he did years ago in Ring of Honor, where he super kicked somebody after like giving them like their, like a like a hug or a handshake or something. Yeah, and he returned yeah. to Ring of Honor yeah. and like he you know handed something to someone like gave him a title or whatever the case. It was Jay Briscoe, it was Jay Briscoe gave him the belt and then he like, super kicked super him in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see. Uh, look, I do smell a turn, and I think it will be Adam Cole. I yeah. think, I don't know if you watch Dynamite at all, but they did a thing where like Roderick Strong came out and then he hugged the kingdom and I, Adam Cole used to be part of uh, a group with uh, uh, Matt Taven and Mike, uh, Mike Bennett. So I could see, and then obviously with Roderick Strong too, I could definitely see something happening where like they somehow get involved, cost MJF the match, Adam Cole's the champion, and now you got a hot MJF babyface run just sitting there. Um... So we'll see, but again, you know, I, I think that's the way to go. I don't want to see another MJF heel turn. I think he's—it's happened so much where like he's pulled the yeah. wool over somebody's eyes, where it's like mm-hmm. to happen again would be a little like, oh, it's been there, done that. I want to see, and I think the crowd is just wanting to cheer for this guy. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think I, I, Adam Cole, I'm a big fan. I think he's been pretty okay as a babyface over the last what, about a year, whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. But I think he's another one that's kind of missing that spark. The Chris Jericho program, I feel, did him no favors. And I yeah. think um, right now would be a good time to uh, go back to heal Adam Cole, which I think is the best Adam Cole, yeah, especially as a that. champion and especially with guys around him like the Kingdom and um, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I uh, I smell a turn and I think it's Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I, I can And I think Adam that. Cole walks out of London with the title. Yeah, I think so too. I think they take the title off of him and let MJF chase the title in a white hot babyface run. Because he's, no, but he's here's my question for you: yeah. when they when they when Max says to him, "You have the match," he never said the world title match, right? So, does Adam Cole beat him? And MJF is like, "All right, yeah, you beat me." However, the contract he signed wasn't for the belt you know what i mean so it's like yeah i could see them going that route too which i hope they don't i really hope they don't do yeah. that especially for the main event for one of the you know one of the largest in attendance shows ever <laughs> and listen it's gonna be your biggest show to date yeah. the most important show you've ever done to end the show on that note would be um i think that would be a terrible move yeah yeah i agree i you gotta send the fans home Either happy or send you can't them send home. them home mad at the company. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of people to be mad at the company at one time. Right, and, and they're known over there overseas for like having riots over like football yeah. matches. So you know, I can imagine what would happen if like they're gonna know, flip they Tony. Silly. They're gonna flip Tony Khan's private jet and burn it no, to the ground. You know what? There's gonna be enough people there to do something like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, another match at All In that I'm actually excited for. It hasn't been announced yet officially. I'm not sure. I don't think. But I know they're leaning towards this. They're heading in this direction. Is are these two guys, Samoa Joe and CM Punk, right? So collision. Samoa Joe choked out CM Punk. He did. They're heading towards a match at All In again, unannounced as of yet. But I think they're heading there. I mean, if they don't give these two guys a match at All In, they are very silly to not capitalize on the whole CM Punk movement. Um. And I think these two can put on a classic, right? So they put on a classic uh, already in AEW. It was a good them. match. Well, good. have you ever watched any of the stuff they did in Ring of Honor I have. 20 years ago? I have. So when I was up and coming, right, an up and coming wrestler, I never um, I never really watched a lot of independent stuff. But, Neither did I. you yeah. know, um, a good uh, friend of mine, I'm going to say he's a good friend of mine because I really like this guy and I hope he likes me back. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll call him Anthony, right? Um, Anthony Gangone <laughs> put me on to Chris Hero and I never knew who Chris Hero was because I was, I was a mainstream WWE guy. And right, then right. that opened my eyes to the world of Ring of Honor. And I started watching a lot of CM Punk versus Samoa Joe because they were just putting on great matches. Um, I was the I'm same. excited was for this much, one, man. Me too. I was very much, um. Uh, Mainly, like, you know, when it comes to WWE, F, WCW, TNA, things of that nature, stuff that was on television that, like, I could watch easily accessible to me. I was, I always, but, like, as far as, like, the Ring of Honor stuff, there was certain stuff. I had watched some stuff, but I never really sought it out. But I did hear good stories about this back 
title, however long it was. And I did watch those before, even before I became, you know, got into the independent wrestling scene where you kind of just start to learn about so much stuff. Even before that, I had already caught wind of that. I was watching that stuff. And those matches are phenomenal. Obviously, these guys are a little bit older than they were then. So, well, you know, you got to, I think we got to grade things on a little bit of a curve nowadays. But I still think that, like you said, I think the match they had on Collision, what was it, a month and a half ago, whatever it was now, was really good. And I think this will be no different if given the uh, the time. Because they have, they have, there's a natural story. They, these guys are, they've known each other for over 20 years. There's a story in place. They have history together. And now they're meeting again for the, you know, however, whatever, you know, years later. Your mic's out. 30th time. There you go. The so, 30th time. Yeah, but so we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be, um, I'm, uh, I, I think it'll be good. I, you know, I'm not expecting a, a 30 minute classic, so to speak, but I yeah. think, you know, you give them 10, 15 minutes, I think they're going to put on a really good show. I think CM Punk's definitely going to go for some type of springboard move, and Samoa Joe's just going to walk away and oh, yeah, I'm love every minute of it because I love when he does that. Um, it's my favorite I, have, I have a question for you. This is not a hot tag trivia question. This is just a question that I have. Are we ever going to get CMFTR versus the Elite? Because I think this is the big money match. This should have been the headliner of this show. This is the show. This is the match that you sell. You sell out 80,000 tickets in no problem. Because so many people know the backstory and they want to see these guys rip their faces off of each other. So do we get CMFTR versus the Elite eventually or never? I think you have to do it eventually. I just hope it's not too late. So what I mean by that is, I think we talked touched on this earlier. I think this is, like you just said, the money match in the company. Like this is, this is what it is, right? Like this is... The match that I think could, this program could, if done like really, if they're done right, I think could really like you know push things forward in a very positive direction for this company. Um, however, I don't know if you remember. We're talking 2008ish, 2000. It was when Floyd Mayweather was involved in WWE. Yeah, he did the thing with Big Show. Around that time, there was a big thing to get Pacquiao Mayweather because Pacquiao was like the guy at the time that Mayweather yeah. was coming back out of retirement, right? And, like, that was the money match. That was the mm-hmm. money fight. Everybody wanted to see it. And, yeah. turned, and it was talked about. And, like, the, the groundswell for that was phenomenal. Yeah. And then it didn't happen for a long time after. And while it was still a big deal because it's who, because of who they are, it wasn't what it could have been yeah. if you did it when the iron was hot. Yeah. So... I hope that they don't do this with this program where it's like a year from now and it's kind of like, all right, whatever. They've already coexisted in the same company for a year now. Yeah. After all, like, you know, it's like, I think, I think, I hope that for the sake of wrestling's health mm-hmm. and fan entertainment and the, the sake of company growth, yeah, that they put their differences aside and just go have this program. Listen, I, you don't have to do it. Listen, you don't have to make it some epic six month thing. You know, build it up for a month and have it pay off the pay per view, and then boom, done. Yeah. But you know yeah, what? For I that think month, it's going to be it. really compelling TV. Yeah. 
people definitely want to see this, and it's a lot of talk about it, especially because, you know, like we've touched on, some of the best uh, wrestling programs are the ones that have that real feel to it, that, you know, right. these guys, you know, maybe these guys, you know, are going to hit each other a little harder in there because they really don't like each other. We all, that all, all that always goes through someone's head. You know, like, like Brock Lesnar's matches, right? Brock Lesnar is not putting on five-star matches. But I feel, me personally, I watch a lot of his matches, and I'm interested in a lot of his matches, because he's an absolute monster in there, and he looks like he's killing everyone. And he has, you know, done, you know, he's, you know, hurt some guys in there. Not not hurt them, like, injury-wise, but, like, the whole thing with Randy Orton when he, when he you know, he opened him the hard way. Um, that's, you know, what the, how he destroyed John Cena, you know, Super there is City. definitely a, a feel around Brock Lesnar matches, maybe not so much nowadays, but especially around the time you're talking where it was like a dangerous vibe, like, all right, somebody's yeah. going to get hurt here. Um, yeah. because, and I think Brock is, that's like you said, there's the aura about that, right? There's that, I don't even know how we got into this, but. But like I, I agree with the five star, you know that to me is what I watch. I, it feels like a fight. Like these guys are like fighting for their lives today. Yeah. Obviously, it's in a worked environment, sure. But it seems like he's not just giving stuff to guys. Like they gotta take it. Yeah. And yeah. how did we get into this? Because I got confused, and now now I'm lost. Where are we? I don't know. We started talking about you know just having a real feel to the matches oh, yeah. and okay. yeah, yeah. why i like brock lesnar's matches because they they you know there's a realism to it right and i think you know what this will have that you know especially like the listen the punk is really good at sending shots as we've seen earlier like yeah. elsewhere but the bucks are no slouches bro like they'll they'll take those shots that that he throws and they'll make it work for them yeah, they'll put them in their Twitter bio. They'll put in it. They'll put it on T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll make money off it. Yeah, Bro, I really right, love the, the way they do that. When they wrestled in Chicago, they were doing all of Punk's botched spots from the match with Hangman, where like he went for the buckshot and he like tripped. So like the Jacks, uh, I think it was Matt Jackson, went for it and intentionally landed on his ass. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like they do stuff like that's their trolls. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think that'll just that in itself will be fun. You yeah. Know? And then you have the element of Kenny Omega, who is just stellar in the ring. Bro, one of the best in the world. When I don't think uh, anybody that says differently just doesn't. But the, the, the Kenny Omega seems to be very polarizing at times. But I feel like mm-hmm. you can't deny how good he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you can't deny how good he is either. I mean, you know, I know again. Um, He's never been to. He's never made it to WWE, right? Never like cool. succeeded there. Been a you know mainstay character there, but he's still one of the most popular wrestlers in the world. So he's done great for himself, and you know. I personally think Dynamite needs to be built around him a little bit, like more. Yeah. Like I think, like I'm a big fan of man. I I like that he doesn't you know, but like he I, to me he loses too much. Like, yeah. You need well, to make this guy special. I think I think Kenny Omega is the face of AEW. Do you agree with that? I think he should be. Yeah, Whether I think like when when people fantasy book, um, it's always like, Kenny Omega involved. Somehow. Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. That's all you hear. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, yeah, they want to see Kenny when the whole Forbidden Door thing happened. The Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns was trending on Twitter worldwide. 
I think Kenny Omega needs to be the face of the. Listen, does he have to have the belt? No, you know what I mean. But I think he needs to be featured in a more of like a a role similar to like a Roman Reigns, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. where when he's on, it's a big deal. Yeah, he's just yeah. too good to be just willing away. I don't even know what he's doing right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. Is so, he is is he is he on the, the he's listen, not in the all in right uh, as of yet? Uh, he he probably will. He definitely will be. Listen, I am a huge fan of Jeff Jarrett. Right, okay. love Jeff Jarrett. I think Jeff Jarrett is one of my favorite parts about AEW. Whenever I, he's I would wrestling. get up and do the Jeff Jarrett walk right now, but I'm I'm in my underwear because you can't see me from the waist down. <laughs> listen, it's the beauty Jeff of Jarrett, having a podcast. Jeff Jarrett, when he's in the ring, is one of my favorite wrestlers right now on TV. Yeah. But I don't want to see him. I mean, listen, they did the whole six man with him in the Bucks, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and the, that group against him. And I'm okay with that. But my point being is, I want to see Kenny Omega in stuff, only stuff that's like meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Like the him and Brian thing. Him and, him and, uh, and Brian right. Danielson was amazing. Right. And I didn't mind that they went to a, a draw. Neither I didn't mind that. that they went to a draw. Absolutely not. That it got was... criticized, but I didn't mind it at all. I think it was a oh, great yeah. match, and I think it needed to. It, it added another element to their right. story. I just wish they would have capitalized on that sooner, like the return. But from I read something where they were looking to do that at this show coming up, but obviously Danielson got hurt. Yeah, which I think would have been a perfect money match. Yeah, for this card. Yeah, because those two they did that hour Broadway in New York, and. I remember, you know, I remember I was with my buddy. We were watching it together. I went, I, remember I got to his house after because he texted me like a couple minutes before the show started. Like, yo, you want to come through? I went there and it was just like, dude, it was like, uh, I, I just thought it was fantastic. It was yeah, just yeah, a yeah. really good match. I thought, um, you know, I just, again, I can't say enough because I, I wish they would have, I think they'll, they'll go to it eventually again. But yeah, again, I think it's going back, you know, who knows? Hopefully they build it up again, but that was really good. Can anyway, we switch? Enough, let's sw- let's I, switch gears to WWE now because I was about to say, enough of us sucking off Kenny Omega because he's yeah, <laughs> he is a great guy. I don't know him personally, but I know him <laughs> because of that. He seems like a really nice guy. Evil B trigger that he does. Um, That's so good. Switching gears to WWE, so it's only right that we talk about this guy, and I think you know who I'm talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, I was hoping you would do it. A night. I was hoping you, when I asked you that question, I hope you were going to go, yeah. Oh, I missed the perfect. <laughs> let's try it again. Let's try it again. Wait, wait. Ready, ready, ready. Reset. Rewind. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Do, you, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, LA Knight. Okay. I don't think he's the flavor of the month. That has been said this past week by a couple of people online. Um, I don't remember who said it. But it was well, Miz said it originally in this promo. Miz said it originally, and then I I don't remember who exactly said it on Twitter, but it was another high-profile guy. Um, I want to say I, I don't even want to say names because I don't want to put words in people's mouths. But somebody said it, that he was the flavor of the month. I don't think he's the flavor of the month. I think first of all, yeah, he's forty years old, but the guy looks like he's in tremendous shape. Um, they just interviewed DDP, and DDP said the same exact thing, that this guy is not a normal 40-year-old. He's in great shape. He well, Mike DDP would say that. Yeah, yeah, because what? DDP didn't say push until he was 40. 40s, exactly. Um, I think 
that this promo on Monday Night Raw was tremendous. I love The Miz. The Miz is a great promo guy. Again, not the best matches in the world, but great promo guy. You know, we all remember the infamous Miz and Daniel Bryan blow up on Talking Smack or whatever it was, whatever that show that, was no, called. No, no, that, was, that was the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm glad I got that right. I'm not, listen, I'm not the <laughs> trivia guy. You're the trivia guy. I ask the questions, you answer them. I'm not we'll that We'll find out, man. We'll find out later on in the show. But um, I love LA Knight, and I love the line. I love the ad-libs, you know, the... You know, when he made the stepping stone uh, remark to the Miz where he said, I'm not talking about, you You know, don't get hot. I'm not talking about your little stepping stones down there. Guy is tremendous on the stick. Great matches. I actually really like his finisher. I like his finisher a lot. A lot of people don't sell it right. I will say that. I will say this, though, on Friday Night SmackDown, Top Dollar sold it probably the smoothest. The smoothest. Straight front bump, like flat. Oh, shout dude. out to Top Dollar. Shout out because to Top Dollar. Nobody no, has taken that say? finish better. No one, no one's not not hotter, not not or something like that. But it's I, I not, first of all, I, you know what? I like Hit Row, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, yeah, shout out to Shot Dollar, uh, Top Dollar. Yeah, he uh, he took that really nice. And also shout out to Top Dollar because he's gotten himself into really good shape. Anyway. Back to LA Knight and the Miz. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's the flavor of the month. However, I think that it's very possible that the WWE could turn him into that. If that makes sense, where it's like they're not, yeah. they don't capitalize on this momentum they have. He could where, easily turn into something like that. Yeah, and that leads me into my next question: Where do they go with this guy? Where do they stick well, him? What meaningful he, feud is he in? Where does Where does LA Knight? Where is LA Knight over the course of the next three months? He beats the Miz. Okay. Um. What? What show? He's on SmackDown. Man. He's on SmackDown, but he was on Raw for this. Yeah, I, I, he beats the Miz. Um, I think he. What do you do with him though? Like, I want to say he goes right for Roman and and goes into a but then he's got to lose. Um. I don't know where they go with him because it's like like who's like a heel on on SmackDown right now that you could put him against. That would make it mean something that he can get a win on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe you can't put him against the. I mean, maybe no, you can't put him against Jimmy because Jimmy needs to start racking up wins before he goes against Jay. Yeah, Solo's kind of been used as a punching bag for the last little while. You can't really have that. Yeah, uh, Austin Theory, I guess, just lost the belt, so you could. Oh, you know what's that? Grayson uh, Waller, I guess you can put him. Yeah, yeah. But I again, mean, you these know. are all just placeholders. Like, what do you do with him long term? You got to start putting him into. You got to put him in the main event now. Yeah, he's, he's got to be putting into something. Does I you know we right. have we have Seth Rollins who is a, you That's know pretty, raw though, right? Like, he's on Raw, but he's a pretty hot baby face right now. Right. You have Roman Reigns, so I feel like those two guys are completely out of the question, right? You're right. not going to have face LA Knight versus face Seth Rollins and have it be a great program. No, and you know what? You could do that. You know what? If Rollins is still champion by WrestleMania, you could do that then. Yeah. But that's down the road. Like, we yeah. still need LA Knight to be established as a baby before you could really. And we also need Seth Rollins to have an established run with the belt before you could really go that route, in my opinion. Yeah, and he can't go against Roman because then Roman's going to have to beat him, and that, you know, puts the. Right. You know, that stomps the fire out right there. I, I would have maybe thought, let him take the title off of Austin Theory. 
They gave it to Rey Mysterio. I didn't like that decision, and that's actually what we're going to talk in. We're going to talk about next. Um, you know, Ray winning the those championship. Uh, but where you you put him against Gunther? Does he beat Gunther? I don't see I him beating Gunther. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm not opposed to it, but Gunther has been running through everybody. Well, who? But who beats Gunther? I don't think LA Knight does. But I don't. Does? I mean, that's the thing. But that's why I put him in that contention, so to speak, because I don't have an answer. Like, who was first of all, LA Knight? Gunther's on Raw. That's weird. Well, Brand yeah. doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, it's but. Stupid. But I, I think Gunther is like I don't know who beats Gunther. So. Uh, I don't. I don't know what you do with. I mean, you got to. You got to do something with it. And what that something is, uh, I don't know. It's scary. It makes me. It, it's scary because I really like him. Me he, too. You know, he worked really hard to get his stuff over. Just being really consistent with it, and you know, I don't know if you saw that video online, but there's a video online comparing his crowd pops from six months ago to now. Within the six months. They're two starkly different reactions. Um, yes, everybody compares him to The Rock and Stone Cold because you know he talks like Stone Cold but sounds like The Rock. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Okay, this is please. Um, and this goes out to the Hot Tag Podcast viewers and fans and just fans of professional wrestling. I'm talking to you guys. Why is that a bad thing? Why, Sal? Why is having the Rock and Stone Cold combined into one character such a bad thing? They were both phenomenal. Not only that, dude, you got to remember this guy is all right, he's a little bit older than us, but he was a fan when they were on top. Yeah. What do you listen? He's obviously inspired by these guys, mm-hmm. and like you said, why is that a bad thing? It's not like he's listen. Everybody that you like, me, you, every is inspired by people. Exactly, and they take a little something from a lot of guys and they put it together. Yeah. Um, it just so happens that maybe the two guys that he's taken from a two, the, or besides Hogan, the two biggest to ever do it, right? And, and it's somewhat obvious in some regards, like where you know he's got that attitude of an Austin, but he's got the charisma of the Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, I think you got to find a way to keep him special now, and like. We just talked about i don't know how maybe throw them in a feud with the judgment day but they still seem to be with rollins right now so yeah. I, I, dude i wish i had a but he's on smackdown so yeah. I, I don't even i don't need a carry and cross but that's like a step down for him yeah that's not where you want him you want him. did you see carrying i mean i don't have this pulled up here because i wasn't going to talk about it I, we about could just the, touch on did you see carrying cross versus aj styles I seen the botch of the century. It wasn't that bad, bro. I thought it was terrible. I thought that he sandbagged AJ Styles, and AJ Styles physically looked angry. Listen, bro, things happen. I'm not. Listen, I'm not upset with him. I think it was definitely a sandbag on live TV, and I think they will definitely they pulled him aside for sure to talk to him about it. I think so. I think. I feel so bad for that guy because I like I was really into the whole Killer Cross thing that he was doing prior. Mm-hmm. I liked what he was doing in NXT. Yeah, and I was happy when they brought him back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, just hope, I just hope they don't put 
LA Knight versus Omos. It'll kill him. It'll kill him. <laughs> Anybody versus Omos never turns out well. I like Omos, but yeah, that would yeah. that's not where I see him going. Exactly. Um, now we're we're getting towards the end of the show here. We've been, you know, talking a lot about um, certain things, and this guy came up in in a little bit of a conversation uh, just a minute ago, and. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, going through the show, the, 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 the bracket and all the blocks of the show, you know, we, we decided to take some stuff out just for the restraints of time because we don't want to make this a four-hour podcast. But I purposely left this guy in because I think he deserves all the adulation that I'm about to give him. Talking about Rey Mysterio. Now, although I think... Him that belt beating, that he just won looks bigger than him in this picture. Yes, it probably is bigger than him, actually, when it's unstrapped. Um, I love Ray. Um, I love Ray, too. I don't think him beating Austin Theory was a great idea. I don't think he needed it. I think Doesn't. LA Knight needed it more than him. Or I could have. I could think of three other people that could have used it more. I would have put it on Kaiser before I put it on Rey Mysterio. Why not just... Keep it with Santos Escobar. Why not? Well, I think that's that? where they're leading, right? So that's to me what it seems like they're leading into. Now, I we I kept this on the show because there's a fun fact here, and oh, I yeah, think a lot of people are not going to realize this, but Rey Mysterio has won at least one singles championship in each of the past four decades. And I think that is insane. It's a great feat. He's been in this. He's been in the game for a really, really long time. He still looks great, and he's still putting on great matches. And I just, I love Rey Mysterio. I heard he's probably one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet. I haven't heard a bad thing said about this guy, unless you have. I haven't heard anything bad about this guy. Only Chavo um, Guerrero fucking shitting on him a couple months well, ago. Well, listen, that was what because he, you know, he was paying tribute to Eddie. Um, I, you know, what, I gotta be honest, a little like you know sidebar. But if I was the Guerrero family, I'd probably be a little tired of hearing about it too, bro. Yeah, they I, use that guy, that poor guy's name every chance they get. Listen, I get it, I understand it, and I get what he said. You know, he's using the Guerrero name, and he's not. Whatever he's didn't help his daughter go to college or something like that. I think is what he said. Um, I don't know. I, I understand it, but to me, I love Rey Mysterio, so and I. I think it was a terrible idea putting letting him take the title off Austin Theory. I think Austin he Theory, he didn't need it, and I think Austin Theory, you know, was still doing okay. I mean, he's not. He, he might need a little bit of a shakeup, but what are they going to do now? I heard there's rumors of them sending him back down to NXT for a little bit. Because they've been doing that a lot lately, but I don't. Yeah, but I don't what, know. What's, what? Why? Like, what, I mean, listen. I don't think he's that. I, I think. I think uh, Austin Theory's been a little, you know, uh, boring to an extent. Yeah. But why? Why send him to NXT to do what? Like, what? what what's he going to do there that he can't do? You know what I mean? Exactly. He was there for three years or whatever it was. You know. L.A. Knight versus U.S. Champion Austin Theory in a three or four month program would have been great TV. In my opinion, I, I think LA Knight would have ate him alive. Of course, microphone. and people would have loved to see it. And then you have, you know, let's play Booker for a second. Then you have uh, Austin Theory beat him dirty, 
right? And then, you know, you have something else happen, and then just keep those promos coming, and then eventually LA Knight gets the big payoff. He wins the championship, and it skyrockets his career even further. But hopefully they have a good plan for LA Knight, but I definitely think Ray did not need this, unless it was strictly because they wanted him to have this little, you know, winning a championship in the past four decades thing. I mean, I guess, you know, they do things like that, so it's very possible that that was the only reason. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to close the show okay. the same way we started the show. And that's talking about the longest reigning storyline. You thought I was going to say champion, but I'm <laughs> the longest reigning storyline. It's going on three years now. What happens with these guys? So Jay is out. For now, yeah. For now. Does he show up at All In? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Definitely I was actually talking to my kids about this today because they were interested in this. You know, does he show up at All In? Probably not. They just want the rumor mill to go. But where do you go with this Bloodline storyline now? Where does it go? What, like, do the elders come in? Where do you see Roman Reigns over the next month or two? Like, who's his next opponent? Is it Jimmy? no, I think Roman Reigns goes away. You think so? I mean, what else do you do with him? You got to listen. They're not. I, I can't see them taking the belt off him before WrestleMania. No. And if you keep him on TV every week, every uh, what a PLE or whatever, you're you run out of things to do with him. So I think he goes away. Yeah. Um, I think Jimmy goes on a little bit of a singles run as he should mm-hmm. right now. I think Solo, I don't know what Solo does, probably just remains to be, uh, He's hopefully just, they just start booking him as like a killer again. Um, Jimmy goes on a little bit of a run, and then, you know, again, as the Survivor Series, I think around Survivor Series, you might have to bring everybody back maybe to do the war games if they're going to go that route again. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, listen, if they go back to doing what they did a couple of years ago with Survivor Series, where they would like put like the, the champions against each other. Yeah. I, I then obviously that that's something different for Roman to do again. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's another Seth Rollins match, which I think would be fun. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be for the belt. So I, I think that that's an easy thing for like a slam dunk move to bring him back to that, or they could do War Games again. Um, but I don't know. I think listen, as Kurt Angle said, I think they're in the eighth floor. I'd, I'd say the seventh inning stretch. They're, they got to start yeah. winding this thing down. Um, and you know what? If you want to keep me in, on the ride until WrestleMania, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can't go past WrestleMania. I think we see Jimmy versus Roman. I think they have to do it because they did it with Jay. I think we're going to see the, Jimmy versus Roman. Both um, heels, and I think when you if you do that, you're you're taking away Jimmy's heel juice, so to speak. I don't know if Jimmy's full heel though. Jay. His his promo that he cut on SmackDown. Um, you know, he got the he got the pop from the crowd when he called Roman Reigns an asshole. I don't know if he's yeah, full fledged heel, but he needs to be a heel for this thing to if you really want to do brother know, versus brother the, thing, and you want to make it work. I think he yeah. needs to be the the heel, and Jay is the clear baby face. Obviously, he's the one that got screwed. Now you yeah. could have Jimmy as the delusional heel, like telling him like he doesn't think he's a heel. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is a heel, and if you yeah. book him against Roman. He's the obvious baby face. Now yeah. you do that, you start taking away those heel that heel momentum that he might have a little bit, Maybe. and it's only going to hurt the, the the program with Jay in the long run. Yeah, I think. 
I could be wrong. Who the fuck am I? I don't know. Well, I but mean, I think, you know. It's definitely it's definitely going to be interesting to see where this thing goes, especially because there's contract negotiations that are taking place with Jay's oh, contract. He'll be better, he's going to be That's, I, I mean, I'm not even paying yeah. attention to that because you know the, it's a foregone conclusion. He ain't going nowhere. I, uh, I agree. They're setting him up for a single, uh, they're a single, probably a very big singles run. As a yeah. main event guy, maybe not the main event guy, but a main event, he's going to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. He ain't going nowhere. You know, it's, it's um, again, I'm probably going to get a hate for this, but I don't know if I see Jay as a main event guy. You know, he his match with Roman wasn't terrible. Um, it's just for me, I don't know, I, I guess because I, I've always seen him as a tag team wrestler. Like uh, like the Hearts, right? So like Owen and Brett, they didn't, they didn't come up together as a tag team. They tagged for a little while, but I always viewed them as single wrestlers. You know what right. I mean? Um, especially because after the Hart Foundation... Bret Hart had a really long singles run. Um, no. I don't know. I'm going to have to maybe, you know, warm up to this idea. You know, the jury is still out, right? Because you've never seen them on their own, especially when they're both healthy. We've Jimmy, only ever seen, I, I don't think I've ever seen Jimmy singles. He's never been. And we've only seen Jay singles for a few months at that one time. So, yes, the jury is still kind of out. But I think Jay built up so much momentum as a character over the last three, especially yeah. the last year. That I think it's it was if there was going to be a time to do it, it is now. Yeah, and I am very interested. And I think I think he main event Jay Uso. I think he could very much be a main event guy. Again, do I think he'll ever be the guy? Probably not. Yeah, but I think he could be a guy in that mix. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think Jimmy Jimmy probably could too. And look in, we'll see how it goes. I think you got to you got to get behind him right now while Mm -hmm. Jay is out doing you know you know the whole storyline thing. You got to get behind Jimmy now and have him start racking up some wins. You know what I mean? Again, maybe he beats Ray for the U.S. title, but I think that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and hopefully he can main, you know he can be this character that he they need him to be to, in order to get to WrestleMania with the brother versus brother at Mania. Yeah, I um I uh, hot take. I really like the solo spike spear combo. I love like it. it. I love it. It's a great. It's love a great it. move. I just like the small and spike in general too. I love. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, okay, so here at the Hot Tag Podcast, we came up with this idea of highlighting, scouring the internet, and finding a independent wrestler that piques our interest. Right, because. We love wrestling. We grew up wrestling fans. We, you know, had a, a stint as wrestlers. We just love pro wrestling so much. And we, we, there's things that people do that should only be in video games, but it's in real life. And I think it's amazing and it should be highlighted. Um, you actually brought this to my attention. Um, I love this And one. then I saw it on Twitter. Um, so this is the this I'm gonna get an infographic for this eventually, um, but this is the hot tag podcast wrestler of the week, and I'm gonna play a clip and then we'll get into him um, in a in, right after this clip. But I'm gonna play this clip right now. Part three, Swanton four. That's insane how he free how he spreads out right, to the swanton. Like, yeah. 
and then talks. Right. And then talks. That's insane. I know so, nothing about Leon. Was it Leon Slater? Leon Slater. Mm-hmm. So I, know I put his Twitter on there. Guy. Never heard of you until this. Shout out to you. That thing is tremendous. Yep. Yeah. You know what's weird too? Uh, you know, I I, I, I want to look more up about this guy now. I want to go search out what he's doing. Like other yeah. than that, me too. Because that piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. I am not usually a fan of like just crazy moves just for the sake of doing them. Like the the yeah. crazy cool looking stuff. Like that's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because I can't do them. No, but uh, it's usually just not something I'm like. I look at oh that looks cool. All right, but like it doesn't really pique my. That is something that it like. All right, so I remember I seen something like where somebody and no offense to this guy might be a nice guy. I don't know. He did like a he'd run up the ropes. I think a girl in NXT does it now, where he like runs up the ropes, does like a backflip into a cutter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, to me, it was always just like, all right, but why? Like, you know, all right, it looks cool, but like, why? You know, that's so much, in my opinion, like wasted motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My opinion. But again, who am I? It's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, this, it just, because it's like, you know, it, it, it just it, it just looks cool. Like, I could see yeah. why somebody might do that, you know. I don't know. Just for whatever reason, I thought that was cool. I sent it to you because I was like, yo, look at this. This is phenomenal. Yeah. And um, perfect for what we're trying to do. Uh, yeah. Leon Slater, shout out to you. Yeah, I make hope, sure you guys I follow him on Twitter. Success for you. Yes. Put, go, can you put that graphic back up again? Put up his... Uh, yeah, his, go... His, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's get this graphic up again. Um, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Okay, here's here it is. It's Leon Slater underscore, and this guy, I I really I like him. I watch some of his stuff. That move is definitely something that I was like, yo, this is cool, and we got to throw this guy on the show. So shout out to him, and make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Cool, very cool move, and uh, it looked very flawless. I oh, it, it looked lot. perfect. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, so. Are you ready for my favorite part of the show? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so I spent like hours putting this together because I uh, <clears throat> it really <laughs> made me excited. But are you up for a little bit of trivia? Of course. I love are trivia, you, especially about wrestling. Are you ready for hot tag trivia? Oh, yeah. Tag me in, brother. Right. Coming in like a house of fire. To the producers, to the producers, cue the curtains. To the producer. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hot Tag Trivia. I'm your host, Billy, and this is going to be a show where we put Sal over there. In the hot seat and ask him some wrestling trivia. Um, listen, I think this is a tremendous idea. I think people are going to want to come on this show just for this. Um, and I can't wait. So, Sal, are you ready? I am. Although I think we should preface this Yes. by saying... There were some questions that you got that you like, you know, you wanted to. You gave me like a like a kind of like a a, a run through of how this is going to work, and you gave me some questions. 
Yep. And some of the information that you got was false. So Yes. Okay, one question was false, and that's not my fault. I'm blaming no, the no, interwebs for that. Not your yeah. fault. However, yeah. I think we Screw also Screw you, uh, WrestleQuiz.com. All right. So now let's get to this. And, uh, so how is it? Are we doing – you're going to ask me how many questions? I'm going to ask um, you five questions. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to ask – so then after you answer those five questions, I'm going to describe a wrestler to you. Okay. And I'm going to put a one-minute timer on the, on the clock. One minute on the clock. Okay. And you're going to have a minute to figure it out. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is, this, listen, this is our first time doing this. So bear with us. But let's start with the questions. Okay. So question number one. Okay. Who was the first wrestler to win the Royal Rumble match? Hacksaw uh, Jim Duggan. That is correct. Axel Jim Duggan, who won the inaugural Royal Rumble in 1988. Okay, who was the youngest WWE champion in history? So it was WWE champion, not world heavyweight champion. WWE champion in history. I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. It was Randy Orton, who won the championship at the age of 24 years old. That is where this the disconnect comes. He won the World Heavyweight Championship at point. Oh, okay. Old. So, we'll give you that answer. You got that one right. We'll give you that right. Um, let's see. Um, what was the, this is a good one? What was the first WWE video game? Now, it was WWF when it came out, but what was the first video game that was ever produced by? The McMahons. I feel like I, I know this. Was it called WWF, like, uh, Arcade or something like that? It's close, close. You want to take another crack at it? I'll give you a hint. It Action? For the, uh, it was for the Nintendo. And it has something to do with a pay-per-view name. I'm not going to give you what pay-per-view it is, but a pay-per-view name. I had this game, too. Um, I did too. WWF. Is it, no, I didn't know it was on your before in your house. Uh, Royal Rumble? No. Close. It, that was. I think that was one of them. It was, was WrestleMania, the, game, the arcade game. You said it. Wait, it was I, so. I, WWF WrestleMania was the first game ever released in 1989 for the Nintendo. Oh, okay, so I, I, that was even a little bit before what I was thinking. Okay, that makes yes. sense. Yes. All right. What was the first WrestleMania main event to feature female wrestlers? Uh, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. That's correct. WrestleMania 35 held in on April 7th, to, uh, 2019. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Ronda. Right in the swamps of fucking MetLife Stadium. I was there. Not going to lie. I left before East the match concluded. Yeah, I need to I, move that stadium to Lower Manhattan or something like that. Yeah, I... Um, not proud of myself, but I left halfway during that match because I wanted to get out of there. Uh, traffic. Um, you know, it's funny. Though, you know, another story. Though. Apparently, mad people got left there because like it was just so late for public transportation. But anyway, yeah. okay. We'll go to the next thing. Last question, right? Last question. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. It's going to be a hard one, though. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. What was the first WWE 
slash WWF event to be held in Japan. Oh. I'll give you another hint. It was in 1993, and it was co-advertised by WWF and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, man, I know well, what, 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 like, what do you mean? What was the name of the tour? What was the name of the show? They did a show. They did a co-produced show in 1993. It was the first one, and um, it was the first okay. show that they held in Japan. WWF. Think of like Japanese pay-per-view names. They like it's pretty. Once you hear it, you're gonna be like, oh, I should have known that. Uh, fucking strong style. Ah, Close. WWF Invasion, Japanese Invasion. I don't know what is it. Yeah, see, I got that wrong here. What was it? Super Show Three. It was WWE or WWF Super Show Three, co-promoted by WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1993. That was the first show ever held in Japan. I would have never gotten that. Well, listen. I um I had to stump you on at least one because you've been batting a thousand so far. All right, let's put the minute timer on the clock. Are you ready? I'm so now, are, are you going to describe this person before the timer or while the timer's going on? Are you going to keep giving while me the hints? timer's going? I'm going to keep giving you hints, and you got to say it before the bell rings. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Wore a black. Trench coat to the ring. The Undertaker? Nope. Um, he. Sean O'Hare? No. Um, wore gloves. Um, he, there's a insect on his gear. Um, Sting. Yes. Yes, that is correct. It's not an insect, it's a reptile. Is it a reptile? A scorpion? I'm looking this up right now. I didn't want to say scorpion because then you would have known right away. I had to throw you off the trail a little bit. All right, so Bring I will be bell. much. I already won. Yeah, I will be much more prepared. I need to get a soundboard where I could ring the bell. Um, <laughs> but that's it. I mean, I hope you enjoyed hot tag trivia. Uh, it was our first hot tag trivia. I'll definitely be more prepared next time. But um, I just There's really like. Water. I just really like the look. So if you guys have. Any questions that you want to ask Sal that has to do with wrestling trivia, send them you guys to Billy somehow. Send them. Put out your email. I don't want to see these questions. Yeah, yep. DM Billy. DM me. I'm on all social media platforms, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll ask Sal these questions. And that's it for hot tag trivia. See you next time, folks. Sal, Billy. Our first podcast has come to an end. I feel tremendous. This was probably the most captivating 90 minutes. 90 minutes? 90 minutes. The most captivating. The most captivating 90 minutes. Yeah, they were flicking the lights on us, but I wasn't stopping because our conversation was so great. I didn't want to go home, brother. Um. I absolutely love this. This is episode number one, kind of, 
Um, <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And we're going to be doing these once a week where we're going to talk about, you know, everything from WWE to AEW and in between. Um, again, we're going to be highlighting indie wrestlers. So if you guys know of an indie wrestler that has caught your eye and you think deserves a highlight, you know, throw them in the comments of this video or, you know, tag us in it. Um, we're going to be all over social media. If you see this right here, this QR code, make sure you guys scan that QR code right here. Where is it? Right there. Scan that QR code and that'll literally bring you to all of our social media platforms. And um, yeah, give us a follow. Um, I hope you guys had a great time. I had a great time. Um, and Sal, did you have a great time? I had a great time. My AirPods just died, though. Oh, that's okay. Perfect timing. Well, you know why? Because the whole podcast is about to die. <laughs> but uh, I had a great time. And, you know, let's do this again next week. Can you hear me okay right now? I can hear you. You sound beautiful, like always. All right, well, well this is the end anyway, but, but uh, I'm looking forward to doing this again. Yes. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on social media. Have a great night, everybody. Peace out.